0: Welcome to another segment of the Agricultural Market Viewpoint. This is a podcast where we reflect on various themes influencing the agricultural economy here at home in South Africa and beyond our borders. Folks, this week I want to underscore the importance of this month of April in South Africa's agriculture, specifically for winter and summer crops. If we start by winter crops, uh, by that I'm referring to wheat canola, barley, and oats. These are the crops that are planted at the end of this month. To an extent that if one were to drive around South Africa, specifically in the Western Cape, which is the major producer of our winter crops, all the way to Mamasbury, Southern Cape, you probably see that farmers are already preparing their fields for the upcoming season, which is the 2023-24 winter crop season. Now, as per how much area the farmers will plant, we will know about that sometime at the end of this month. This is when the South African Crop Estimate Committee will release what we call the farmers' intentions to plant data. This is a data where the Crop Estimate Committee does survey, talk to farmers, use some historical figures, look at the weather conditions, and come up with a view of how much they think will be planted uh, this season. Now, on our side, uh, at the agricultural Business Chamber and even myself personally, I don't expect that we will see a notable decline in area plantings. If anything, I think we will be somewhere equal area to the past season or slightly more than that in certain crop. For example, if you take wheat, which is the largest of all of our winter crops, The last season's um, area planting, which is the 2022-23 production season, was of course about 7% higher than the average area planting um, uh, for the past 10 years which shows you then that we were in a, in a in some good plantings. And I think that this year will still not drop below the average or maybe somewhat similar to last season or even slightly more. We'll see towards the end of, of, of the month. So the, the conditions, which is the reason I say we will not see a drop in planting, is that the conditions are relatively favorable. Firstly, if you think about last year, farmers were planting in an environment where input prices fertilizer agrochemicals were very high because of all of the geopolitics and the negative implication of the war on russia's supply of fertilizer china also a big supplier of fertilizer had uh, restricted exports and in fact if you were to think about russia and you combine it with china they make up nearly 30 percent of the global fertilizer exports and china had uh, restricted exports and russia was also in the middle of the war and that it disrupted the fertilizer supply and the prices were up and it was the same story if you were to think about the agrochemicals herbicides pesticides the prices were also up same story with fuel prices this year though we see a bit of a moderation in all of those input costs and in fact if you are to think about the agrochemicals such as glyphosate uh, atrazine the prices of those um y- y- you look at them last year and this year they are down in rents terms on average by something around 15 to 20 percent and of course product by product differ about how how much it has de- decelerated since um uh, this period last year and if you put those in dollar terms Um, the the decline are even uh, more significant, pronounced than what you see in rents terms, which of course, uh, it accounts for that weakness of the rent. And we have to always remember when we talk about inputs that South Africa is a net importer of much of our inputs. We import about 80% of our annual fertilizer consumption of 2 million tons. And we import roughly anything between 95 to 98% of our agrochemicals so the currency weakness, weakness is very important when we think about these imports in fertilizer prices even them they've come down i mean if you think about the fertilizer prices in rents terms um today it, they are down by anything between 20 to 15 percent which is a huge serving compared to last year and of course if you were to put these in dollar terms um the they declined are more, much more pronounced but i think the core message here is that the input prices this year are far better than when farmers planted last year but of course a point can be made to say even their selling prices of commodities wheat prices have declined substantially from about a year ago when russia had just invaded ukraine and russia is a big uh, player in fe- in wheat uh, market likewise in ukraine so there were supply worries and that had pushed up prices so even though the fertilizer and the other input prices were up they were to an extent compensated by higher wheat uh, prices which on a net net basis the farmers still did relatively uh, better I think this season, if you look at the wheat prices, they've come down substantially in South Africa and globally uh, because, of course, South Africa follows the global trend because we are a net importer and a relatively small player in the global wheat prices, so we follow what's happening in a global environment. But I think even with those factors at play, I would still say the declining input costs as well as where wheat prices are in general there's still an incentive for farmers to plant a decent area for for wheat in South Africa. The other important factor, of course, is the weather conditions to say, okay, but how are the weather conditions like in South Africa um, at at, at this point? And the weather conditions are pretty much um, favorable. I was just looking, for example, at the South African Weather Service's uh, seasonal climate watch update that they'd released on the 3rd of this month. And they were saying for much of the southwestern regions of South Africa, which include the Western Cape, they expect some relatively uh, good rains there, which should support the winter crop um, in those areas. And of course, we're not only planting wheat in the Western Cape. The Northern Cape, Free State, Limpopo, Eastern Cape and other provinces do contribute to wheat production in South Africa. But that is largely under irrigation. And I think that as coming from a season where there were good rainfalls that improved the dam level, soil moisture across the country has improved. Uh, We should be able to get a good winter wheat crop even in these irrigation areas. Soil moisture is good. The dam levels are good. So we should be able to irrigate and get a decent uh, crop. But of course, when you talk about irrigation now, we introduce other dynamics in the South African um, Agricultural sector, for example, the fact that if you to look at our wheat in general in totality, we, ex- we irrigate roughly half of our wheat in South Africa, and then that introduces the challenge of uh, saying electricity supply. We still facing these frequent blackouts or load shedding in South Africa, and those they present risks to some areas. I know, for example, through the work we are doing at the National Agricultural Energy Task Team, led by the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform, and Rural Development's DG, and and some of the senior colleagues at ESCOM, that we've put out certain intervention, such as load curtailment, uh, and we are assessing the possibilities of uh, ...scheduled load shedding for certain areas that are heavily irrigation, irrigation areas and not linked with communities. So all of those interventions may assist. But I do think that the, the power supply issue remains a major risk when we think about wheat. But there are interventions that are be, currently being explored by the Department and ESCOM... ...to assist the agricultural sector. If they are a success then we should have a relatively uh, good uh, winter uh, crop in South Africa. We will know more, of course, as the season progresses. Later this month, we get the area plantings data. We see how irrigation continues. We see how the weather conditions um, uh, turn out as the season progresses. And from where I sit at this point, though, I'm reasonably optimistic about uh, this season. But, of course, this will not change the fact that South Africa... We'll still import about half of its wheat we import on average about 1.5 1.6 million tons of wheat a year to supplement the domestic production if we produce somewhat similar size of wheat as last year 2.1 2.2 million tons we should bring in the country about 1.5 million tons to supplement the domestic supplies and that will not be out of the long-term averages of all of these products and that's what i'm currently thinking in mind and of course barley for our beer industry oats uh, for our cereals is one of those important crops so we'll be watching what happens uh, there i will of course somewhere towards the end of this year or in a month or two provide an update about how we are seeing plantings how we are seeing uh uh, the crop conditions uh, and of course the conversations that one is having with the farmers i talk frequently with a couple of farmers to get a sense of what they are seeing on the ground how they are experiencing all of these difficulties and i'll infuse that in some of the discussions um that we will have in this podcast the other point, though, that I need to quickly get back into is the fact that in those inputs that I was talking about, saying we import about half of our fertilizers, uh, 98% of our agricultural input costs, those also form um, a, a large part of the farmers' input costs in general. For example, fertilizer is about a third of grain farmers' input cost agrochemicals are roughly 13 percent of the grain farmers input costs so the decline that we are seeing globally it just gives you a sense about how much those declines mean for the farmers input costs which is a relatively good saving but of course consider the selling price Um, that wheat has come down substantially. So those are some of the important things to do with the winter crops, which make this month that we are in so important. But of course, uh, it's not only the winter crop, it's also the summer crops. Um, April is very important because sometime later this month, uh, all of the areas that planted early in South Africa will start to look at harvesting. Uh, Because if you think about South Africa, you drive around the country, you'll see that maize and soybeans and sunflower and other crops are at various stages the areas that planted early we see the crop is drying out some of the areas that planted uh, delayed by a month or so because of those excessive rains at the start of the season the crop is pollinating and others maturing just after pollination so in all of those various stages but i think at the end of this month those that planted early specifically in the eastern side of south africa they should start harvesting their soybeans their maize particularly yellow maize and we expect good crops in there and in fact If one looked at the crop estimates data for March, they indicated that South Africa's uh, 2022-23 summer grain harvest um, could be about 19.6 million tons. That's up 5% from the previous season. So that's fairly good uh, crop that we're expecting. And that has nothing much to do with the increase in area planting, but more to do with also good yields. Because the area planting for all of our summer crops is about 4.4 million hectares. And that's roughly unchanged from the previous season. Uh, by summer crops here, uh, folks, I'm adding maize, soybeans, sunflower, sorghum, dry beans. That's, uh, that's the whole box of the summer crops. If I were to pick up two maize, for example, production estimate that we have now is about 15.9 million tons. Up 3% from last year soybeans 2.7 million tons up 22 percent at a new record harvest this tells us then that we will remain net exporters and in fact on maize I think we'll export roughly 3 million tons of maize soybeans will also export substantial volume so all in all the outlook for South African summer crops and winter crops is relatively positive if we consider the information we have at this point and I think all else equal, we're looking into a good summer crops, a good winter crop, and this month that we're in is very important on giving us color on where we're going, which is basically these dynamics that I, I have explained. But of course, for the next month, a few months we'll monitor the weather, we'll monitor the irrigation and the power supply dynamics in as far as our winter crops are concerned. But so far we can all rest assured that South Africa is sufficient stable grain supplies and should continue to have stable grain supplies over the foreseeable future. And all of this bodes well for consumer food price inflation because it means that as globally grains and oilseeds prices are coming down, over time we should see that deceleration in South Africa as we have already seen in some of the crops like wheat that I was talking about. And over time with the lag that should filter through on the grain products at a retail level and that's where then uh, uh leads to a bit of moderation on consumer food price inflation this year so very good for a consumer the outlook that we have at this point folks let me stop there for this week uh, as always my name is wandy less i'm an agricultural economist based in pretoria you can read more about some of the things i write in my blog which i will put the link um on the description of this podcast. That's wandile.com and also the website of the organization that I work for, which is the Agricultural Business Chamber uh, at www.agbiz.co.za. I'll also put it um, in here. I'll come back in the following week with another segment uh, where we'll talk about whatever that would have, uh, we would have deemed important globally or domestically on the agricultural economic conditions. Thanks for listening. Thank you.